0: We're
1: There's a lot of financial problems. It's just something that I wouldn't even wish on the worst troll ever. The guilt that the parents have is like maddening.
2: Okay, guys, welcome back to the America Show. Uh, We're going to be chatting with V. Henry a little bit later, talking about some vaccines, some more vaccines. Actually, we just released an episode of Vaccine in the Black Budget feed as well. And uh I've been getting more further down the rabbit hole on them and so that's a good fun episode. We chat about uh chat about that kind of stuff. V's sorta of the same as me. She's more of a, a layman, um citizen that's taking an interest. So that's fun chat. You guys should enjoy it. And it's a bonus too, so you guys are just getting another bonus episode for free in the that's podcast right. that you already get for free. First, as always Graham, I used to make mouth noises, but not no more Dunlop. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? I'm working on it. I think you've done well. But I haven't got an email about mouth noises. Fucking a, in, over a, couple a years. Oh, in a couple of years, yeah.
3: I was listening to another podcast and I, the guy was making mouth noises and it
2: was bugging me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you noticed right away.
3: You seem pretty hyper tonight what's going on? You're pretty hyper? Yeah, you're like you all gotta get up and go. I don't know. Sativa, maybe or no? no it seems I'm like it's a deeper a nice, than
2: that. Uh, I'm smoking a nice, uh, anyways, shit. it doesn't matter. Super lemon haze. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it's supposed to be energetic. That's something to your short-term memory too. Apparently, <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's supposed to be energizing, so it could be something to do with it. Huh? Yeah, you seem like you're a chipper. Yeah. I've been eating the cleanse <clears throat> food with my oh, wife. Oh, how's so that going? That- well, I just ate a bag of candy here know, before we sorry, started, I so that's why all this. That's why there's so much junk food in the studio. That's what I it thought. Can't be in I in here, there's a big bag
3: of chips on the counter. I thought, yeah. I bet yeah, that's it why it can't
2: be in the house. You should have seen how much was out here. I'm just coming out.
3: Why can't it be in the house? Because your wife, or
2: yeah, because she's doing it strictly, like none of that.
3: So she doesn't want the temptation, or because then you will be eating chips in the house if the chips are there. Both of those, both of them. Yeah, yeah. So now you just come here to eat the chips. You so see
2: they- that it stops spinning. And turned around and started spinning the other way. Because of the earth is round? Darren's think,
3: got a new electromagnetic globe hanging in the studio.
2: It's like levitating. I don't think it's be, I think it's... You know, when I was reading Ed Leedskullin's papers on magnetism, when we first started, I think it was even before we started the podcast, that I started getting real interested in Ed Leadskillen and magnetism. But he had some simple experiments that you, uh, that you, um, basically you take like a stick pin or a tiny little sliver of steel and you magnetize it. He teaches you how to magnetize things. He's like, you can make 50 of these little slivers of metal, like think of a picture, like a sewing needle and you balance them and hang them all from a thread from your roof. And he's like, if you give them a couple of days for everything to settle and go in there they'll all be pointing in the same direction because of the, there's, because of course he didn't believe in gravity. He thought it was all magnetism, which there's something to be said about that.
3: Did you see the article that I posted? It was from our, we did that. You remember, we did that podcast on the pond Institute, sympathetic vibrations and all that. Remember? Yes. So this
2: Dale Pond.
3: Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there's an old thing here coin shrinking with high voltage in slow motion. So there's actually, like, sort of speaking about what you're talking about, passing current through a coil of wire produces a magnetic field, right? In this case, so much with so much current, the magnetic field produces gigantic. Um, the coil becomes a magnificently powerful electromagnetic, electromagnet. And um, what it does is they can produce this. Uh, so they did this demonstration where they shrunk metal and they filmed it in super, was it super fast or super high, high speed. The coin will shrink in just 30 to 40 microsection, seconds.
2: Oh, I did see that today in the chat. see posted that.
3: <clears throat> yeah. A loud 130 decibel shockwave is produced as the coil explodes when shrinking the edge of the coin moves at about 400 miles per hour. So my thing is Keely. In 1893, it was talking about how electricity and magnetism can shrink metal. This is back before the 1900s. Yeah. So, fuck, what happened to all this? You know, if they have known this for this long, like,
1: you don't think other people are.
3: Well, all I'm saying is you can. I don't follow. You can 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 fuck around with matter with electromagnetism.
2: Yeah, you can fuck around with matter with a lot in a lot of different ways. <sighs> with heat. I was just thinking heat
3: and cold. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. It, you know, so you must be able to create something in there and energy in there to do that or something. Well, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, I just wonder, yeah, I see where you go with that. Anyway, this works, <laughs> I think, because there's, like, subtle magnetic fields going around the earth at all times. So this cool. thing will not sit still. It doesn't always spin. The exact in the same direction as the earth since it's come out to the igloo. Every time I stop it and start it, it spins in the same direction as the earth. But when I had it in the house, there was a couple times it spun me really? the really the other way. But in the house is a wild card because I got two kids running around and they're constantly unhooking it and playing with it. But look, you see, it'll just start spinning faster and faster and it never stops, it won't sit still. So there's some, there's some sort of magnetic fucking currents. Like ocean currents that are—I mean—the igloo could be its own fucking animal. So I wonder if you just—just like with the Faraday cage and all the electrical currents—that could be fucking causing it. Yeah, but it always spins east to west. East to west. Well, if this was the sun, it would work just like fucking yeah. Earth. <laughs> anyway, that's a neat little toy. Yeah, it's weird how you can feel that little space between the. Basically, what it is is two big standard earth magnets and then an electromagnetic in there. So if I unplug it, it just goes and sucks up to the top. So you have to find this is about a half an inch down. It's a very delicate little balance and it just hangs there. Hmm.
3: Do you remember those little spinners from the 80s and 90s that you did if the sun sun would shine on it and and spin the thing?
2: Because it would get hot. Yeah. I remember the birds. They used to, like, put their head down. Come back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. their head down and come back up. I don't know what was happening there either, but, I mean, this one needs electricity, so it's different, I guess. You know, it doesn't count for quite as much, but I get a kick out of it. It'll be in all the YouTube videos now, so check out the YouTube videos moving forward. I posted a picture of it on the Facebook as well. I immediately got called a round-earth shill. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm a proud fucking round-earth shill. I'm back in the round-earth camp. You actually, I took the weekend. I took a
3: foot out of that camp, and you—well, well, Jerry
2: Cthulhu got me going. Cthulhu, isn't it Cthulhu? I don't think. I don't think so. Well, it's not his real name. No, I don't. <laughs> isn't it Cthulhu? I always thought you know I was making fun of Grimstake for saying Cthulhu. <laughs> now I'm the asshole. <laughs> now I've lost my train of thought. Anyway, he had me going with this picture of fucking Chicago from across Lake Michigan which blew was, was blowing me away. But then once I started looking into refraction and things like that, and I, and you can even see in the picture that the showing that half of the buildings are cut off. So there's definitely some sort of fucking water blockage. So I went down the rabbit hole pretty deep and watched a couple, you know, hours and hours and hours of YouTube videos on both sides. I was even texting James and, uh, James was not impressed. James and Bill Loeb were not impressed with fucking me going into the Flat Earth camp for an afternoon or two. But I came back.
3: No, I tell you, man. If you if you watch a couple of those videos about under the dome and all that stuff, there's some stuff in there that makes you think.
2: There is. Yeah, I could. Yeah, it was fun. But some now, smart
3: friends of mine have
2: gone down that path. So I think we should just fucking let's do our own experiment.
3: Are you gonna spearmonger the
2: flat earthers? Yeah. Yeah. Actually I was trying to get a guy to come on because he's a round earther. So I was gonna be the flat earth show. I was gonna bring on a round earther. But he won't come on. He won't even respond to me. I think it's because he's a never Trumper.
3: Oh boy. See so, yeah, that's the problem. So just before I forget, so that that article I was talking about, I'll put it in the show notes, it's from Make Zine. So it's like a, do you remember we were talking with that one guest about the Maker, Maker uh movement? Yes. So this is a Hackerbot Labs, and uh, they demonstrated this Editor's Choice Award-winning Voltage Coin Shrinker in front of Vision Research, and it's a 100k fps high-speed camera discharging about 10 kilo kilovolts, so 15,000 joules from an enormous capacitors. Anyways, they turn half dollars into quarters, and quarters into dimes, and dimes into little molten balls of metal with their custom-built apparatus known as Magnaforming.
2: I could do that with my torch. What kind of balloon do you think you need to get up to the... Oh, look at this. There's some on eBay. There's that other dude that's just flying his rocket, there. why don't you
3: just piggyback off of
2: his research? No, no, we can't. I want. It, we should just do our own thing. We should figure out how much it costs and see if it's a thing we can do a YouTube or fucking... YouTube the whole affair. Well, James can do it. He's a skydiver. can he
3: just get somebody to yeah, take Yeah, Michael him up says we should get or? James
2: to fucking go on the balloon and jump off. <laughs> I don't think James is going to do that, though. <laughs> Why not? He does it all the time. Well, that would be higher than the Red Bull guy. Does he want to try oh, like to oh, beat no, the no. fucking Red Bull record? Well, on can't the, you
3: just watch the Red Bull video then? The Why you just watch that? No one, I,
2: no one believes not, that. No, no, one believes <laughs> no one's going to believe us either. But you know who will believe us? <laughs> mm. The Americans. So if nothing else, we could save our community. The chat room as well. The chats. They're Americans. Yeah. The listeners. I think the listeners would trust that we're not trying to fake it.
3: Although they have evidence that you want to fucking fake a crop circle. So, you know, it's kind of setting (laughs) some precedent precedents over faking stuff. And I've been
2: dead against that. I've never done it. It hasn't happened yet. That's true. You
3: were right inviting Alex Caris
2: to come up and do it from Skeptical. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I still want to do that. But that's an experiment. <laughs> what would this be? This would be proven. The, I mean, for nothing else. So here's how I picture it. It's like a balloon. We rig up the camera apparatus. There's like a thing hanging off the balloon. It's like a giant Grimerica logo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Grimerica.com. A little
3: marketing. in Grimerica.ca.
2: Yeah. And this thing's floating up, and people can watch the four or five hours it takes to float up to 30 miles or whatever. And it'll say Grimerica the whole time. And we'll have a, I mean, how cool would it be to say that we sent a camera to the edge of space?
3: How are we going to do this?
2: I don't know. I'm looking up weather balloons right now. Okay.
3: Okay. Let's we'll, we'll, we'll bring that up again. We'll figure that out. I don't know. I can't believe we're getting back into this again. We talked about this a few months ago.
2: No, I'm 100% positive. I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure that the earth is round. This is more for me just for shits and giggles. Cause it seems like fun. We get some good content out of it. People enjoy the YouTube videos. I don't think we could send James, but we could probably send something into space. How do we get the camera back? Is it like these things go up and come back down? I guess it depends on. Spin right away. It depends on. We'll have to pick it up the next day. (laughs) One hundred fifteen bucks. This thing will go one hundred twenty thousand feet, thirty-seven kilometers. That's not enough. Thirty-seven kilometers. I think you'll see curvature. You're right. We should get a bigger one. Oh, it just bursts. No, that's uh, that's air traffic, isn't it?
3: 30,000 miles? What, what? Six miles. I six mean, kilometers
2: uh, six, is air traffic. 37,000 oh, feet. Yeah, so roughly 6,000 feet in a kilometer, in a mile. 6,000 feet in a mile. So you're like six, seven miles flying. Hey, Siri, what's 37,000 feet in mi- Hey, Siri, what's 37,000? Ugh. I, we need to get one of those little Google things right here. You know what I mean? What, what happened there? I don't know he's not listening.
3: So in these intros, we we usually ramble on about uh, listen We get involved in listener stuff, listener emails and stories. People can email me at Graham at com. Hey, Siri,
2: what's 37,000 feet in miles?
1: Thirty-seven thousand feet to seven point zero one miles.
2: So we'd be like four times that, three times that. That's only the that's the twelve hundred grammer. Okay, there's a fifteen hundred gram one. That's the biggest one I can find. This motherfucker goes forty kilometers, a hundred and thirty thousand feet. That's like that's twenty eight miles for sure. It's only 150 bucks. And the camera. We've already got the camera. You're gonna, we're not going to destroy our camera. Well, technically, it shouldn't be getting destroyed because we get the footage back somehow. That's the part I don't know how that works. You must, it, because I think this balloon goes up 130,000 feet and then it just pops.
3: Hmm. Does it come
2: with a GPS or anything? Yeah, you must have to track your camera down when it, when it falls. Anyways, let's 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 move on. If you're not satisfied, they'll send you another balloon free. <laughs> so I think after that, it'd just be a matter of a little GPS unit, which we, should, we could get for a couple of hundred bucks.
3: And then you picture you're going to see the Earth round,
2: and a camera, and a couple of cameras, maybe a thousand dollars worth of cameras. I think we could, if anything, if we get serious about it, we'll do a little Kickstarter for it or something. I mean, Buddy got 150 grand. We need like three grand, and we could do it legit. I was looking into the rocket thing. I was actually going to get a hold of the Alberta rocket fucking people. The rockets sound expensive and like well, oh, maybe, they,
3: maybe they donate their time in an, an old rocket for us. You should get a hold of them anyway. I should Tell call them
2: anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll call them anyway and I'll see what we can do there. But in the meantime, I really think we could, we could do this fucking whole setup here for less than two grand or around two grand. And
3: you're you're hoping to send video back of a round earth is what you're thinking, or or a flat earth if that's what it is. Like, I just
2: want to send something to the edge of space with a Gramerica logo on it. What was
3: the logo gonna be on? The balloon itself?
2: Or? I don't know. We're gonna to have to see we'll have to see how the balloon like floats and we'll rig something up so that the camera like it'll be a stick coming off the camera so it's always like in the corner of the screen. <laughs> the whole way up. <laughs> it'll be the edge of space. America goes to space. Okay. And so we could use a GoPro, maybe you get a GoPro and you get another camera that doesn't have a fisheye lens, because they bitch about the fisheye lens. Even though if it's in the bottom half of the screen, the fisheye is actually working against you. So if you see a fisheye lens and the Earth horizon is in the bottom half of the screen, the fisheye is technically trying to curve it up. So if it still slows curvature down, I'll let you do the math. So anyway, I think we do it. Okay. Let's see what
3: everybody says. No, I'm not committing we'll to see, anything. You yet. guys,
2: let us know if you think this is a good idea. We can hardly pay
3: for the electricity in here. Never mind about balloons and we barely cameras. Pay and
2: but th- that's why we got to do a Kickstarter for now. That's a lot of work too. I don't know. We'll see. We got to figure out. Let's how to Talk to James do that. when he gets here. Okay. What do you got?
3: I don't know. I got lots of listeners, stories, and feedback and synchronicities. What do you want to hear? I want to
2: hear a sync. I want to hear you say yes to a. To uh, a space balloon. Let's go. Oh, I with, like this one. Uh, do you have a trip report?
3: No, I got a synchronicity, but it's kind of more of a magical moment. Do you have a jingle for that?
2: <laughs> a magical moment jingle. How <laughs> um? This is kind of magical momenty.
4: That this neurosynchronicity occurs when the brains of musicians playing together create a neurological meta-network. According to her, the
3: phenomenon can be described as a kind of communal brain. 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 Brain.
2: Brain. Brain. Where's that jingle band all this time? So look at this. That's awesome, Attached to the balloon page. Oh my god! Is a page for. High altitude balloon recovery payload p- parachutes. You get a three foot parachute, forty bucks. That will get your cameras back down to earth. Wow, yeah, that's good. The problem is, it could be anywhere over Hell's Half Acre. We'd have to go to. We'd have to like drive into. The-
3: well, if we're gonna do that, then why don't we put some sensors on there and it can sense the fucking chemtrails in the atmosphere on the way up?
2: It's getting expensive. We'll what kind some, of sensor are we gonna put on there? I don't know, some chemical sensors or something. Some chemtrail sensor. Well, price it out. Let's price it out. Let's see what yeah. it costs, and we'll see if there's enough interest in it. Because we can't afford to do it. Like, we can't afford to do it. We told you guys how you know we bitched last week about support a little bit. It's definitely not high enough to be throwing thousands of dollars into space. But I think there's enough interest that is. For a, some reason, there's still enough. For some reason, in there's enough stupid. interest. That Dang. I think if we as a group, we could probably get together. I mean, probably some of the flat earthers would even chip in because they think it's going to go the other way. Yeah, maybe. But I'd rather not go out to them, you know. Well, maybe. well no, they, they, they're they welcome to come yeah. along. We could just do a just kickstart it the fucking flat earth kickstart. Should we, should we, you should take up the flat earth side so we have a gimmick here. Think you could go down that rabbit hole and see if you can get hooked. I've already i already been. Are you hooked? No. Oh. We get Marty I'm interested. Over. I mean we had to get Marty Leeds back. I'm on.
3: interested. There's some interesting things going on
2: with it. All right, buddy. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so a six foot parachute's good for six pounds. A couple cameras for less than six pounds. Perfect. Couple sensors. Yeah. Six pounds, fifty five bucks. About two hundred bucks so far.
3: What else can we do? Let's do a multi- multi-purpose. Okay. What else could we rent for sensory equipment? Like temperature? Rent? Yeah. Like you could rent a bunch of equipment and just send it up.
2: <laughs> you have to assume you're not getting your deposit back. A, what are you doing with this? Uh, just some stuff. Who's going to the space? <laughs> well, we're going to hook it up to a balloon.
3: <laughs> what would you rent? A I don't know. A spectrometer or something? Yeah, like maybe a magnetometer. <laughs> We're just
2: saying words. <laughs> you know what that does? <laughs> Tricometer. <laughs> Tricorder. There you go. Well, spam your ideas. I think we can, we, this is exciting. We get okay. this going. Spam your ideas.
3: Okay, this is a, this is kind of a synchro, but it's like I said, it's a magical moment. So this story to me is maybe the most magical moment I've had, and calling it a synchro in many ways seems a little like an understatement to me, but also not to use not to use this this word.
0: Hmm.
3: Hmm. Anyways, Shrewman with my aunt, a mission dawned on us. We needed to burn her old diaries from a hard period of her life, getting some closure. Grabbing some magical accessories made up of two sausages, some fire water, and a gnarly-looking half-burned walking stick. And we made our way through the woods to a stony beach nearby. Here we made a fire, really putting on some pyro moves on the books. She then told me to put the sausages in the fire. When they are done, like we would like to eat, like we would like them to eat, then they will be free. Whoa,
2: whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay, let me back up here.
3: First time I read this, I got it. Now I'm not getting it. Here we made a fire, really putting on some pyro moves on the books. Because she's burning old diaries, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: She then told me to put the sausages in the fire. When they are done, like we would like them to eat, then they will be free.
2: She never did explain this, and I never asked. What sausages? Just random sausages? Yeah. Well,
3: they're they're magical accessories.
2: (laughs) Were they magical accessories going in? Or were they regular sausages up until now? I don't know. Okay.
3: I wish I knew the answer to that. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm interested in magic. I was stirring in the fire with the walking stick, and using good amounts of fire water to make sure the books were getting destroyed, and I remember thinking that I finally understood the concept of fire water, and it was very powerful stuff. She finally exclaimed that the sausages seemed ready. At this moment, two eagles appeared in the clouds just beside some cliffs, circling each other, dancing in and out of the clouds. Beautiful. On some shroom pulse... That's an impulse from the shrooms, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or something deeper. Yeah, you got that. (laughs) I started singing something I've never sang before. The eagles kept on dancing in and out of the clouds like something out of a dream. Then they split up, and one went out to sea, and the other came gliding over to where we were standing. Maybe four, five meters above us, it glided so slow as only the big wings can allow, watching us, then going on out of sight. It was hard to get anything meaningful after this. So we just hugged each other and went on our way after making sure our mission was completed. Both of us are deep, deeply grateful for this to this day for this event. And it really has transformed the world for me to a more magical place. Language is not serving me to honor this event. But that's it. Lots of love from far north Norway. Satnam J. Satnam G's and that's from Duddy, and he says, "P.S. Love the show. Been catching up on a lot of your shows since your swap cast with Tinfoil Hat. You guys are my go-to show from now on. Love the banter,
2: jingles, guests, and the works." I right, a few people come over from Tinfoil. Welcome <clears throat> aboard. Yeah, going through the back catalog. You know, failed's never gone through the back catalog. Yeah, you know, I, I get why people don't go through the back catalog. Oh yeah, I, I can't do it. There's a couple you know, of me? gags back there though.
3: I, uh, I do want to find another one from uh, huh, from tinfoil. Actually, that kind of has to do with that same thing. But, yeah, you know what? If I can, I wonder if I got rid of it. Can you stall for a couple seconds and I'll... Uh,
2: check out America.ca slash support, guys. I found it. Uh, yeah.
3: Okay, so this was from our original episode with tinfoil hat. And since we just put the last one out too, it's kind of appropriate to send some feedback in for this too. And he says, hey, guys, I listened to your last show together. I've been listening to America for a year or so. I've been in touch with Graham and have sent them synchros. Hey, Graham, what up? What up? Tinfoil hat is cool. You guys got brass balls to go with the big mouth. Love it. I just wanted to say that it was odd that the talk turned all ufo right after America had Richard Gage on. Architects and engineers from 9-11 Truth. That's right. I mean, they imploded those three buildings, so obviously, right in front of the whole world and got away with it. That is so much weirder than UFOs, but the subject didn't even come up. Also, mushrooms will not save the world. The Aztec mushroom culture practiced public human sacrifice and cannibalism. They made super awesome art, no doubt, perhaps my favorite in the whole world, but it was sometimes a priest wearing the flayed skin of victims. The culture wasn't all bad but they used the mushrooms mostly on their prisoners. They even had no respect for their own people who regularly took the shrooms and described them as prostitutes and degenerates. Did you know all this about the Aztecs? Yeah, I didn't know they were big mushroom eaters. Really? I knew there was something in there with the uh sacrificing, but I didn't yeah, know Yeah, I knew they were they'd like to cut out people's hearts big time. So this is an interesting perspective. Since the acid slash shroomy 60s, everything is worse, except women's rights and black rights, which had nothing to do with acid and were a long time coming. Acid and pot both make someone easier to hypnotize. True. Wars are worse. The gap between the rich and poor are worse. Take some shrooms and it's doubtful you will ever go to a city council meeting, much less run for a city council.
2: Huh? I don't know about that. Not in my circles.
3: <laughs> you will always be chasing visionary experiences and avoiding the hard work of building a just society. That's why the CIA foisted mushrooms upon us. Look up Andrea Oh now I'm not gonna pronounce this. Andrea Andrija Andrea Pua Rich Purich P U H A R I C H Purich. He was a CIA uh oh, he he was a CIA asset who started publicizing mushrooms in the fifties. Tim Leary was CIA. I don't know about that. Gordon Wasson has been proven to be on the CIA payroll and totally used Maria Sabina, who said mushrooms were never about spiritual experience, but they used she used them only for healing, like a shaman. I'm sure all this Crazy trans shit has to do with acid culture and the cult of feelings that it engenders. And identity politics comes out of the shroomy acid thing. Anyway, I too once believed in shrooms as some divine help for humanity, but they are not meant for the general public. They only degrade the regular user. Just look around. Jerry fucking Garcia should have had been the wisest guy on the planet, but he died shooting heroin, just like Aleister Crowley. And as for the rednecks getting picked up by aliens, homeboy, that is an MK ultra project. <laughs> read this shit right here, The Controllers by Martin Cannon. Much more to say on the subject, but if you can read this, I would love to chat some more. It ain't easy, but it all makes perfect scary sense. Keep up the laughs and all the fucking fantastic energy. Peace.
4: Pew pew.
3: Bob.
2: Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. What do you call it, <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, uh, and shout out to the 10 12 guys, too.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, can't wait to collaborate more with them. Yeah, those guys are great. You guys are great, too, especially the people who choose to support the show. And you can be one of those people. Be a one percenter. Actually, a less than one percenter. <laughs> a... But we're trying to make it a one percenter. So if you want to be Jeez, a one we percenter. You didn't even think
3: about that meme when, we came up, when you ran the numbers the other day. No, I came up with it. The next day. The meme?
2: Yeah. It. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I already, like, uh, sent Justin a picture. of the, It's like a street sign with a 99%. It's all, like, cloudy and rainy. And then on the 1% side, it's all sunny. Oh, nice. That's how the percenters feel in Grand America. You support the show, you feel good about it. How do you feel when you support the show, James? I get tingly. See? There you go. Do you want to get tingly? Check out Grand support support guys. Sign up for a monthly. There's everything there from a buck a month to like thirty bucks a month. If you email me, I'll send you a custom. Uh, you can do a one-time donation. Uh, it's really like twenty-five cents an episode of that dollar level. The five five ones about a buck a show.
3: Did you talk about access to the black budget? Did not, you say that?
2: Yeah, but you do get that. You do get that. You get a couple extra shows a month. I just pumped one in there last week. I'm putting another one in there today. Uh, we got some like uh, some neat little trivia contest, game show type things. We're gonna try out Jesus. with a couple other shows coming up. That could be fun. Uh, we got some neat ideas for that, um, and we want to do things like fucking send balloons into space. So we need a budget for that. Um, and and like we said last show, we are still we're still not even at one percent. I mean, other shows that I know of are doing. Three, four, five percent as high as 10%. I know people that are getting 10% of their listeners to, to Now, support. what you're
3: talking about is
2: is people actually... These are all people with paywalls. Yeah, that, right? are, that have like percentage of people supporting the show. Yeah. Yeah. And we're at like six-tenths. That's okay. We can do better. I've Yeah, trust you and there's guys. lots of other ways to support the show, yeah, too. Yeah, there's a I bunch mean, of ways that are free. And those are like the best way to support the show. If you can't afford to uh, sign up for a monthly or make a financial contribution... Is to share of the show because yeah. we have zero marketing and no money for marketing and we wouldn't even know how to market if we did have money. We might, Facebook ads, bit. maybe.
3: Yeah, that, No, we don't want to. I don't even...
2: Yeah. Fuck. Fuck Facebook. How can we advertise if we don't advertise for other people?
3: Send balloons into space with a fucking sign on it.
2: That's it's right. Send them in space. It's getting heavy. I didn't check how much the balloon <laughs> would weigh, but we got parachutes that'll take up to like 15 pounds. There's maybe there's we just...
3: Can you well, speak so in far, the microphone, James? Just James just showed up here at the end of this intro. So
2: so far, we found the parachute. and all that but we'll talk about that next time. Oh, <laughs> my fucking bong. Anyway, support the show, guys. It really does help. Check out careamerica.ch support. Actually, you can probably just swipe right or left or whatever in your fucking podcast player. And Graham's got the show notes there. He's got his honey do list. It's got every. There's a link right there for everything. There's a support link, got an email link, address for PO box. All that shit. Yeah. So, Review, review the show. Review the show. Share the show. Buy some swag. Buy some oh, swag. Yeah, yeah. swag
3: Takes you to the Redbubble store, and you can just order that's direct.
2: Right. Actually, we sold a few things lately. Nice. Yeah, a couple shirts. And there's, there's some good artwork in there. That's too. right. There's a sticker there. Then yeah, check us. out
3: Instagram and Twitter and all that too. We're on the social medias.
2: Yeah. Send us a picture of you and your in your gear if you order some. Absolutely. Yeah, check that out. Support the show if you can. Uh, I think that's a. Oh, there you go. You got the UFO quote, dude. See, that's like three, four shows in a row I tried to fucking sneak past that. The Best part. He's not having it.
4: No.
3: Raising my eyes, I observed a torpedo-shaped body some 300 feet away, stationary in appearance, and suspended in the air about 50 feet above the tops of the buildings. In size, it was about 6 feet long by 8 inches in diameter. The shell, or covering, having a dark appearance, with here and there tongues of fire issuing from spots on the surface, resembling red-hot unburnished copper. This object began to move rather slowly and disappeared over Dolan Brothers' store southward. As it moved, the covering seemed... Rapturing in places, rupturing places, <laughs> and through these intense red flames issued. And that's Bishop Michaud of Burlington, Vermont.
2: Michaud, Bishop Michaud,
3: yeah. A letter to the Monthly Weather Review, July 2nd, ooh, 1907.
2: Good one, yeah, 1907. How old were you in 1907? <laughs> seven no comment anything yeah, else that's it buddy got anything else you need to get out there
3: well i mean i don't know do we i got yeah, i got lots of i can save some stuff we got well, lots of shows coming some, up yeah so. we'll,
2: we'll dump this is good we're at over a half hour i think yeah so all right. all right uh thanks for putting up with our lazy ramblings and enjoy the chat with uh, mrs v henry
3: So tonight we've got Versteen Henry on. She's a co-founder of Truth or Talk, a health freedom activist. She, like Darren here, has been been doing research on vaccines, except she's been doing them for years and Darren's trying to catch up. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about that. So welcome to the show. Oh,
1: I'm, get you <laughs> Marco, I'm sorry. I was well, like, oh yeah, I'm going to get you all caught up tonight.
3: That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we've been wanting to do this for a while. So welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. Um. So, I guess let me tell you a, a little bit about my backstory. Um, so, first of all, I'm not a doctor. So, if that freaks anybody out, like, I don't know what to say. But I think I have a pretty good backstory and I think I have a really good reason.
3: Did you say that v- you can
2: backstory? Backstory. <laughs>
1: backstory. <laughs> <laughs> backstory that you can relate to. So, um, let's see. Flashback a few years ago, my. Um, my best friend's son was vaccine injured. So okay, he
0: okay. was
1: walking, talking, communicating, looking at me. her, And her perfectly, you know, communicating, looking us in the eye. And then right after he had his vaccines, he like slowly starts to regress. His brains roll up. You know, next time I went over her house, he's like running around in a circle and just flapping his, his hands, not and able to talk. So that was kind of like strike one. So then, when he got the autism diagnosis, she, of course, she was obviously devastated. And I was like, well, let me put you in touch with my cousin because I know I have an autistic cousin and I think you guys can find you know, comfort in talking to each other. So, and I, I had been uh, out of touch with my cousin for a few years because um, we live far. So my cousin and I were talking on the phone and I was, I was talking to my cousin and she was like, yeah, the same thing happened to my daughter. That's why she's vaccine injured, who's, who's actually my cousin as well. But I didn't know. So she's like, yeah, she had the, the MMR, her brain sold up." So I was like, whoa. So as we're doing all of this research, like April is sending me all of this stuff. She's my best friend. And I mean, I just can't believe it. So the first, first thing was crazy was um, we went to, uh, she, she went to sue the pharmaceutical company. And then she comes back and she's like, I can't sue. Huh. I can't sue. I'm like, what do you mean you can't sue? Like you just go to get a lawyer and like sue them. Like she's like, no, there is a law that prevents people who are vaccine injured from suing the pharmaceutical companies directly. I will get into that in a minute. Sure. So, I mean, that was like dumbfounding to me. And then she starts sending me all of this stuff, and we do our podcast, and then we come across another person who ended up becoming a really good friend of ours who was um, paralyzed by the Gardasil vaccine at thirteen. So just through the years, as a, yeah, through the and the, that that's uh, I can get into that later as well the gastrointestinal thing. Um, but so as as I'm doing research, I've always had a lot of health issues. I have asthma, I have allergies. So the thing is too, once you kind of go down these rabbit holes, you run into other people because you realize it's not just autism. Autism is at the tip of the iceberg. So. There's not not just autism, but there are people in the military that have been damaged from vaccines. You know, most of the people that got quote unquote Gulf War syndrome were not deployed. They got the anthrax vaccine. And the thing about the military being um, outspoken is really, really uh, messed up because usually they're so sick that they have to get their benefits in order to survive. So if they talk out, they can't get their benefits. They can't work because they're sick and then they can't like support their family. So there there have been some military people that have came out and and spoken on the vaccine issue, but it's very very rare. I know people that want to. We've even had somebody approach us um, and tell us off the record about her experience with vaccines. And as a Lyft driver, um, I had on two different occasions um, two guys tell me that were in the military that they know that vaccines messed their whole platoon. Well, wow. So it's it's not just that it's SIDS. It's all these autoimmune. This it's cancer. Now I just want to clarify one thing. I don't think it's just the vaccines. I think that there are a lot of other chemicals in our environment that can trigger or add to these issues. Um, you know, you have GMO food. You have a lot of the toxins we have in the air. You have EMS. All of these. Things that our body aren't really meant to uh, isn't really meant to process would give us all kinds of problems. Right? Well, and that, that other
3: one, that other one that's been coming out lately is that glyphosate, which is you know the yes. studies coming out on that, and that's in everything. So that's it's a, in vaccines. Oh yeah, plus vaccines. Yeah,
1: in hmm. vaccines. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's chemicals. You know, we we're biological creatures, and to have chemicals and foreign DNA injected into us is not healthy. It's not it's not how we're made to, to process things. So let me like back up a little bit. So, um, one thing I, I realized too, was I would try and relay this information to my family and friends, and it became very, really disheartening because I thought that they would give me the benefit of the doubt before, you know, they gave the sound bites that they'd heard all through the years, you know? yeah. So it's, it's, it's very, um, I don't know I can't think of the word right now but it's not it's very scary is like an understatement but it's very like kind of devastating when you bring this up and you're like I'm trying to help people I'm trying to give people you know information and as you guys are you know you truthers you know this about other subjects but I feel like vaccines um, when we had our podcast that people would lose their mind we'd have to close the comment section that was like the most even even in the two-thirds community it was like the most taboo subject to tackle so as a layperson, i promote myself as a layperson researching vaccines because i want people to understand that they can research vaccines themselves and i think that there's a huge stigma in society between people that are either quote-unquote educated or either have higher educations as doctors or phds or mds and those people aren't allowed to talk or have the same discussions as people that aren't like that. You know, it's kind of, to me, I think it's kind of like an unspoken um, societal societal. I don't know if etiquette's the right word, but am I making sense when I say that? It's like, a, um,
2: it sounds like a norm almost a requirement. Yeah. Etiquette. etiquette makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people that are like, oh, okay, well, they're the doctor, they're the scientist, they spent years in school. They should know what they're talking about. I shouldn't question them. To do that is insulting. And, and I'm not as smart as they are, you know. So I think a lot of people put themselves down and not really, you know, really the, the doctor patient relationship should be equal, even though the doctor has knowledge and you know, about certain things and they they have spent a lot of time in school, you also know your body, you also know your child more than they do. So, you know, a lot of people give their power away to doctors or people in higher positions of authority without even trusting their own instincts and with any in situation I think instinct should come first. And I've even, I've spoken to so many mothers or other parents that said that they, they knew they had an instinct not to, to get their child vaccinated and they did it anyway, because of this whole authority complex that I think that we have, you know, a lot of them are bullied into it too. A lot of doctors will get offended because, you know, doctors don't really learn about vaccines in medical school. They just learn the schedule and um, they don't, you know, they just know to give it on time and they just, they, you know, they're just repeating sound bites, oh, vaccine save lives, vaccine scare soil. They don't really know the details of why and how this happened. They just know that it did and they don't question it. So, um, and, and so, if, so as a person to a layperson researching vaccines, I think another barrier that I've discovered is jargon, like medical jargon. And for somebody who's not used to reading that, it's almost like it's another language. It's like um, it's like uh, it's 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 hi- another way of hiding information. So, for instance, if you're reading a vaccine insert and you see MC, M, I'm going see MCR5,
0: mm-hmm.
1: MRC5 cells, you wouldn't know unless you did some digger deeping that I'm sorry, MRC5 cells. You wouldn't know unless you did some digger deeping that um, those cells are um, aborted fetal tissue cells, male aborted fetal tissue cells, right? Because it, it, if you read an insert, it doesn't say male-aborted fetal yeah, tissue. Exactly. You'd, have to know, you'd have to know the codes for the words that you're reading.
2: Yeah, you can really go down so, the like Wikipedia rabbit hole where you kind of click on the vaccine, then it'll say, well, this is in uh, fetal substrate or whatever, and then you click on that, yeah, and then
1: you, you, you click on that, and up, then it's and like, then
2: oh, yeah, yeah, that's aborted lung tissue. It's yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like another word leads to another word. I think, um, I'm, I'm huh? I think in a lot of cases it's at aborted lung. I
2: think in a lot of cases it's at lung tissue. That's a big one.
1: Oh yeah, I'll get into that. And I, um, I sent Darren some show notes with a bunch of links that will go over a lot of the stuff. You probably won't be able to get to everything tonight, but your listeners can go and they can look up some of the stuff that yeah, I. Yeah, um, we'll
2: copy paste all that into the show notes. Absolutely
1: it's a lot but you know it's i hope that they will take the time to do it because this is invaluable information that can possibly save their life or their child's life or you know their their mother father's life you know a lot of elderly people affect affected with them with some shots and oh, i forgot to, to mention another thing is alzheimer's that's another um and other issues that vaccines have been linked to so
3: I was just at the um, doctor. So I was just at the doctor yesterday, and he was telling me that um, he was asking me a bunch of questions and whether I had had uh, measles or chickenpox. So mm-hmm. he was he was prepping me to take the uh, the shingles vaccine later on in a few years. And, uh, and I was thinking, <gasps> Wait, so I thought I'd ask you about that.
1: <laughs> well, the shingles vaccine has you know this is. God, how to explain this? Okay. The shingles vaccine has been, um, it actually comes from the chickenpox vaccine. Yeah. So it, the, our whole medical system is built in a way that we think anything that we're going to find a cure for, we're going to find a cure through a vaccine or a pill. We never take a holistic approach from the Western point of view of medicine, there's never a holistic approach taken. Right. About what they, they don't think about the other stuff that, that is put into the body and how it interacts with it. It's just all like, you know, a vaccine or pills going to cure this. So, you know, when you're injecting something into your under your skin, your immune system is built to force out viruses if it enters through an orifice. But if it's injected, it has a harder time getting that um, disease out. Does that make sense? So there are ways that you get get out diseases if you know if you get a, a disease, you sneeze, you cough it, your body or you, you regurgitate, your your body is trying to get whatever's in your body out. If you get measles, that's your body trying to express the measles out through your skin. right. Is, am I making sense? Okay. Yeah. so when you inject something into somebody something. Sometimes it goes the other way. It, it causes complications and a- actually pushes the disease down into your skin because it's being injected. Like, so, for instance, you can drink snake poison. Um, you know, I wouldn't try it, but you can technically you're supposed you can drink like snake poison, snake venom. Right. But if it's injected to you because it gets into your bloodstream, it gets into your lower like uh, levels of muscles and all this stuff. It's harder for your body to um, like um, get rid of. Does that make
2: sense? Yeah, that's right. Same with, I suppose aluminum's the same situation. Yeah,
1: exactly, right? Even though, but, you know, they tell you not to eat, um, you know, or cook with aluminum pants. So even ingesting aluminum is really bad. Even if you eat aluminum, you know, you absorb it through your food or through, like, soda cans, it's bad. So imagine injecting it to you. Yeah, yeah, I thought even aluminum foil
2: down. is, like, we're going to be outlawed soon, I'm pretty sure. Really? Tin foil? I think tin foil's okay. Uh,
1: like, outlawed?
2: No, well, not outlawed, but it's, like, going in that direction. What's the know? one you buy in the store? Is that so bad to use? It's usually tin foil now. No, it's usually tin. Is it, Okay, that's okay to use then? Yeah, aluminum's bad. Cool.
1: Aluminum
2: is aluminum pretty bad. a neurotoxin. Um, so, so imagine,
1: so, so think about this. They tell you Alzheimer's disease is, um, you know, I've heard, I've seen reports saying, oh, don't use metal, uh, metal what do you call it, metal uh, pans or, I mean, aluminum pans and, and 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 to cook your food in, right? Because if you ingest it, then the aluminum is going to ac- accumulate into your body and, you know, it can lead to all sorts of issues and it's been linked to Alzheimer's. So if you're getting shots through the years and you're, you're in getting all this metal, heavy metal injected to you, and it's staying in your body. Mind you, your body's not able to excrete it. It can go up, it can pass your blood-brain barrier. So that's the other thing where you make a distinction between injecting something and ingesting something. When you inject something into you, and it passes your blood-brain barrier, so it can go up to your brain. Whereas if you inhale or um, not an inhale, but if it, if you get a virus or disease through your orifice, then it's um, it's easier for you to get rid of. Okay. So with the shingles vaccines, um, it, it's the varicella virus. I think it's related to chickenpox somehow. That's yep. right. So people, so think about people getting in chickenpox vaccines. They're whatever the the virus they're being injected with. It's harboring. It's going somewhere in your body. It's not excreting out. It's staying there for years. I don't know. You know. Um, so, so now, but their their um, solution to that is um, that they want to get make another vaccine for the shingles. So it's really it's really ridiculous. Like they because they're they're so in denial about how their system is laid out. They're not going to even explore the the possibility that the chickenpox vaccine is actually causing. the the problem, so they want to they want to fight fire with fire, which isn't going to work in this case. And a lot of yeah, I mean, well,
2: one thing we know for sure is that since the chickenpox vaccines, chickenpox has gone down and shingles has gone up a lot, almost at the same rate that chickenpox has gone down, shingles is going up. Wow, I've heard other people explain it in the manner that it's because. When we got chicken pox, we were actually giving our parents a booster backup, you know, like they were being exposed to the varicella virus again. so that was now giving them another, a booster to get them through the next, you know, 40 years of their life without getting shingles. And that's why you were seeing shingles mostly in people much, much older because they, you know, hadn't been exposed to it. But now chicken pox goes away and shingles is skyrocketing. You'll probably get shingles.
4: No.
1: I mean, you can, you can say, are we trading one disease for another? You know, are we, um, you know, is it, <laughs> would you want it? Would you rather get chickenpox than the shingles? You know, before the chickenpox vaccine was invented, people got chickenpox and rarely in, in the first world, you were really, rarely died of complications from it. And when you hear people dying of like, you know, um, these childhood diseases in third world countries, it's because they're, they're poorly, they have poor nutrition and yeah, it was like
2: 104 cat- million people would, would die. What? Well, I think it was about 100 per year, We're in at a four million infected would die from the chickenpox.
3: Oh, I thought you said 104 million. You're no. saying 100. Yeah, yeah. I was
0: like, like, wow,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so I mean, 100 in, in four million. Yeah. So okay, so there's a guy. I don't know if it's on the list, but if you you can probably look up his lectures on YouTube. Um, his name is Arthur Krigsman, and he was um he he did some researching, he's I think a gastrointestinologist and he actually found measles in the intestinal linings of people's stomach. And this is why they're having things like Crohn's disease and other kinds of complications in their intestinal tract because he found sometimes when you're you know, when you inject something, when you're injecting how do I put this? Okay, let me back up a minute. A lot of these viruses are what they use, they're, it's called attenuated viruses. Okay. So the viruses are weakened, attenuated, attenuated. So they're like weakened. They're not dead, but they're, they're weakened. Um, so the, supposedly they can't cause you that much harm when they're injected into you. So a lot of times what happens is when they are injected into you, they... Um, they are injected into you, they cause, um, they actually can regain strength and cause havoc in your body. And if you're injecting it under your muscles, under your, you know, um, your skin, then it's gonna, it can wreak havoc. It can be found in your organs. It can be found in any in the other parts of the body. So I haven't done a lot of research, particularly on the chicken box vaccine, but just given the nature of vaccines and the stuff that I've studied, it seems like with the shingles, people are getting the vaccines and they're not expressing it outward. It's not coming out in the forms of POC, but it's actually going inward because it's being injected into you. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah. that's why they have to add that aluminum. and I mean, they don't do as much mercury as they used to, but it's still in the flu shots. But they add the aluminum because the virus is weak and so much that they need to add something to stimulate the uh, an up, right? the antibody adjuvant. response. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the adjuvant, yeah. But a lot of times it doesn't work, and even in the inserts, if you read the inserts, um, they'll say that you can shed whatever live virus vaccine that you're injected for, or injected with. And even in um, AIDS patients, HIV patients, cancer patients, that and people that have that are um, immunocompromised, they warned in the patient outpatient papers not to be around people that have been vaccinated re- recently with a live vaccine because of shedding so they know even if you are injected with with the, the the vaccine that you're injected with it will um it can still shed and you can give it to other people so just because you you get the vaccine doesn't make you it still makes you a carrier and it doesn't make you and you can still even get it you still even get the the, the very disease that you were um injected or that you were supposedly you know protected against huh.
2: there's a ton of studies of uh, outbreaks on U.S. college campuses and university campuses and 100% vaccinated populations.
1: Yeah, well, let me tell you, there's another story. I don't know, you can probably look this up. There were two, um, your listeners, uh, I don't know if I have this one in the notes that I'm I gave. going to give you, but um, there are two virologists. So maybe you can Google like Merck, virologists sue Merck over mumps vaccine. So uh, Merck is a pharmaceutical company. They, they own the patents for, I think they're the only pharmaceutical company that owns a patent for the MMR, Mm -hmm. which is the measles, mumps and rubella vaccine. It's the German measles, the regular measles and then mumps in the one, one vaccine. And then I think there are other pharmaceutical companies that might give those vaccines separately, but I know Merck has the only like patents on the MMR. So um, with the Merck, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to curse. Is this the That's former... Okay. No, you
3: can do that. Is this the former Merck scientist who Merck alleging MMR or vaccine? William Thompson?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. This isn't William Thompson. This, These are two other virologists who basically... So for the mumps component of the vaccine... Um, okay, wait, let me back up a little bit. When they test your... To test to see if you're immune, immune to a vaccine, their testing system looks like this they test your body, your blood, for a certain amount of titers. Whatever, however amount, like whatever vaccine is being manufactured, is like, oh, you have to have X amount of titers to be considered immune or or protective. So they kept doing the test for the mumps component, and it wasn't coming up in human blood. In the human blood, it was coming up negative. It kept coming up negative, and they didn't know what to do. So their bosses told them to basically spike the blood with rabbit antibodies to make sure that they passed the... Um, passed the, the test. So they knew for a fact that the mumps component of the vaccine has not been working, um, has not been working at all. So this is why this is why I brought this up, because you brought up the college cases of people getting mumps, right?
2: I think it was measles on the college. I think it, was m- oh, it might I have it been was mumps, mumps, you know, it might have been mumps.
1: So it, was mumps. it was mumps. Yeah, it was mumps. It was mumps, so you you have that component. And the thing about that, you know, mumps is a really good. It's a it's a childhood disease. to get better when you are younger because when you start to develop, you're developing men, and you get the mumps vaccine, you can become sterile. So um, if you if your if your followers can follow a couple of people, I know I have some of their studies and some of their lectures and the notes I give you, but they are two doctors. Suzanne, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. and they don't I know Dr. Suzanne Humphreys doesn't think we should get all diseases, but there's certain childhood diseases. if we got them when we were younger, it actually develops a certain arm of our immune system and makes us stronger.
2: Well, I think and, and, there was even like a connection between people who got measles and the spike in cancer or something like that.
1: Wait, people
2: got measles in the what? Me- measles, like, as, measles vaccine. As, you mean, as people started, started and stopped getting measles naturally.
1: Oh, well, okay. So, you want to know about measles? So, there's a,
2: um, I found those actually, scientists. It was, uh, Stephen Crowling and Joan Wachowski. Oh, uh,
1: yes. Those are the MR scientists. That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: For the measles, I mean, for the mumps. Those are the two people that are suing. I don't know if they've sued them. This was going on a while ago. But those are the two people that did the mumps vaccine. So um, that was told to spike their, their mumps vaccines with antibodies. Um, so the measles actually, all of these childhood diseases, um, polio, measles, and I can't go into that in an hour because it's long, really long. But there's, um, they, they all basically went down. Um, because of sanitation and nutrition. So for instance, I'll give measles as an example. Measles depletes your body of vitamin A. When you hear people dying or going blind of the measles, it's because their body doesn't have enough vitamin A to fight it off. So depending on what disease you get, um, your, your body would need a certain vitamin or mineral or have they have a certain stability to be able to fight it off. For instance, um, also scurvy is a good example where people got scurvy if they didn't have vitamin C. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So, um, modern society, you know, back in the day, I, I'm not really good with timelines and stuff, but I would say, um, you know, before we had proper sanitation and before we had people that would do stuff like take the trash away, you know, we were in times where you had to be responsible for burning or, or disposing of your own trash. And a lot of people just kind of left it out, let it rot. You know, people did things like, you know, they had horses and the horses would poop on the street. They had public baths without, um, they had public baths without, you know, cleaning water. They didn't have proper sewage systems. They, you know, um, would work in industrial situations where they were around a lot of chemicals. So all of these things compromise your immune system. Um, And because of that, certain diseases, depending on where in your immune system, what what your body was lacking, certain diseases will be attracted and you will be more susceptible to whatever disease. So when the measles vaccine came out, I think it came out like 63 or 64, the cases were, almost like down same thing with polio same thing with um again i'm going to bring up dr suzanne humphrey she has a really good uh she has the most modern graphs you can also compare and look for other graphs um yeah it was 62
2: huh yeah it was 62 that the measles the death rate was was already basically at zero when it was introduced
1: yeah 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 so yeah when it was introduced and the thing about that too, was kind of funny when they, they came out with the vaccine, they thought people were going to get um, just need one vaccine. So when that vaccine came out and they're like, Oh, you just getting you know one shot. That's it. And later um, it was discovered maybe like 15, 20 years later, or something like that it was a long time. And that um, the titer count actually waned. So technically people were walking around for over a decade with, with uh, um, that were unprotected. No outbreaks broke out. Nobody died. You know, everybody's well, fine. Well, there was or probably was outbreaks. So now, so now they have,
2: we just didn't now care.
1: They have up. Well, I mean, like, it's not like, you know, they, when they talk about us getting vaccinated, or, or you know, they, they talk about it, like, oh, if everybody doesn't get vaccinated, like, the plague's going to come back, you know? Yeah, that's You know, true. It, it, it was not devastating out. Like, it didn't wipe out the human race. You know, like they, they try and you know, fear into believing. So now because of that, now they are like, oh, well, now that's now we have booster shots. But the thing is, the booster shots, the vaccines are actually compromising our immune system because the more we get vaccinated, the more the more booster shots they keep adding to to pump up our titers. Hmm. So it's, just, it's very twisted.
3: <laughs> so what are the, um, what are what are some of the things that can we back up a bit and get sort of from the the bigger picture thing like for people this is such a polarizing topic and for people that aren't really that are on some people that are on the fence about it i mean we've heard we've talked a bit about it on the show and darren's researching it and people know that he's kind of into it but what what are some of the main things that people need to know for you know for this whole this whole issue of vaccines that that might help them understand that it's not just uh what the the mainstream narrative is you know
1: I'm glad you asked. Okay, so today, that's why I sent you this list, and I know we won't get through all of it, so I tried to break it down. Yeah. Um, I came up with this acronym, LIES, okay. um, L for liability, I yeah. ingredients, oh. E, education, and then S, saves, saves lives. Nice. Yes, LIES. Okay. So going down, going using the acronym, I'm going to go through some of the stuff to kind of organize it for you. So LIES. All right. So liability. So the, um, the pharmaceutical companies are not held responsible for the injuries that vaccines produce. Um, so um, just, you know, that's kind of weird um, because any other industry that you get hurt in, you can sue them, right? If a, if a part in your car malfunctions, you can sue them. I know like a few um, years ago, or maybe it was even less than that like bluebell ice cream like they some people got poisoning from bluebell ice cream and died and they recal- they recalled like all of their ice cream and so they figured out what the problem was so it's like why can't vaccine why don't pharmaceutical companies have liability for um, injuring people they you know from a business perspective it's very bad because they don't have any incentives to make vaccines better right if they're not if they're not going to be held responsible for it why should they care and it's quite alarming and, get hurt?
3: and it's quite alarming that yeah. it's quite alarming right away that you can't even sue them like that there's laws against that that they have they've got so much influence that they've actually been able to create laws against suing them when when obviously it's known that they do cause some sort of injury
1: oh totally and what's even now I know about the laws in the United States I think it varies um
0: yeah, in, in different
1: in, yeah. in, in countries because I know um, actually um, uh, Japan has withdrawn the Gardasil vaccine, citing adverse effects. Meaning, so many girls have been named or injured um, because of them.
3: Wow! And the Gardasil is the HPV vaccine, right?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, so okay, so there are two companies. There's a uh, GlaxoSmithKline, and they it's the same type of vaccine. They call that one Serveret which is the HPV, their version of the HPV vaccine, and then Merck's is Gardasil, and that's their version. And another thing to note, like, each pharmaceutical company has their different version or recipe, so to yeah. speak, like vaccine. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like there are different places that make hamburgers, but they have their way of making it a little differently. So they might they might use, you know, a little bit, ingredients different, or they might choose different cells to grow Some, the virus on or something like special that.
3: Special sauce.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like that. So, um, so in Japan, I know there's supposed to be a class action lawsuit against Merck for the Gardasil vaccine. Wow. The reason why we have the, the, the yeah, it's but it's been hush hush. You can look up, you can go online. They actually have a press conference on YouTube um, talking about people in Japan and mother. They're citing side effects but it's interesting if you understand some magics and how people spin things they're basically just trying to make them look foolish and dumb for making a decision but you have to wonder why did they recall it due to side effects right
2: I've actually or, got a uh, I've actually got a chart a copy of a chart in front of me here it's from the an original bla study uh 013 csr table 11-88 page 636 that gives the Gardasil vaccine an efficacy rating of negative 44%, <laughs> meaning it causes yeah, I mean, half as much cancer as it's supposed to prevent.
1: Oh, I was lifting, I lifted a girl um, a couple of years ago who had got three doses of the Gardasil vaccine. I was taking her to the doctor. She was like in her early 20s because she had cervical cancer. And she was just like, I don't understand it. I had all 50 versions and I still got cancer. Why? You know, I was just like, wow.
2: Yeah, Ugh. it's caused more there. No, there's, a, there's a couple different studies that are saying Gardasil actually might be the one that, that helps bring down the thing because yeah. because a lot of people are starting to come out on it.
1: Well, you know, I, it seems like just my observation too, it's easier to, it's more, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I think it's easier to prove that's the injury if you're older because you have more witnesses and you have more of a test. I think if somebody is a small child, even though there's still photos and video and stuff, um, people maybe there's not enough witnesses, or I don't know. I know, I know, like for the vaccine injury compensation program, um, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, you go through a court, but most of the court cases are awarded um, to people that have are adults and or not adults or like older, but have been injured by the flu vaccine. The flu vaccine is another huge one yeah and, and that's taxpayer
2: funded anyway
1: yeah have you heard of the um the um oh i can't think of the, the swine flu epidemics in 76 no um you can probably find something on that too um look up like 1976 swine flu epidemic so the government was promoting this vaccine, saying, "Oh, the swine flu is coming! It's it's gonna be here! Oh my God, you gotta get your flu shot!" Blah blah blah, and it's gonna be an epidemic. It's gonna be so horrible, and and a lot of people rushed out to get their flu shot, and a lot of people got injured. Mm-hmm. And they, um, this is when actually, sixty Minutes did real reporting, and uh, they um, they kind of break break it down and talk about all the people that got injured and a lot of people that are older that are you know anti-vaccine like they remember that you know it looks like there's they a lot of mainstream it.
3: yeah it looks like there's a lot of mainstream things in here like even the cdc.gov and smithsonian mag have t- you know titles like long the long shadow of the 1976 swine flu fiasco yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah and even so even there's an also another one um the DP, dpt documentary and um the dpt documentary and uh they talk about like um this is the precursor before the um, national vaccine injury compensation program um and uh and um ronald reagan signed the national vaccine injury act thank you of 19 from 1990 in 1986 into law insulting um and, i'm sorry instituting the first time uh first time vaccine safety reforms in the u.s vaccination system and creating The first no-fault federal vaccine injury compensation program alternative to a lawsuit against vaccine manufacturers and pediatricians. So you can't even sue the pediatricians. I forgot to mention that. So it's really hard to prove. You have to have a doctor to usually sign off on it. Um, There was a case in, I think it was the 90s, the Hannah Poland case, where a court awarded her money um for uh vaccines causing her autism but if you look at the case they totally spin it and they say oh well she had a mitochondrial disorder well you didn't test her for the mitochondrial disorder and the vaccine triggered and now she has autism so what's the difference you know um and i also believe that she she was able to get awarded because her dad was a, a neurosurgeon her dad was a doctor. But a lot of pediatricians, either they don't want to admit it, they're, you know, they're in denial of it. They won't they won't vouch for the parents. You have to do it within a certain amount of time. Um, It's really hard to prove. So I I think the the largest cases are um, are um, that are awarded that I've seen. I have a link in the notes where it says vaccine lawyer and adjudicated cases where you can look at the law firm and they list the cases um, let me see if I can go about like, it. Yeah, it's paid out cases. like
2: $4 billion since, ni- almost $4 billion yeah. since 86. Really? Yeah, this mm. year it's at, oh, okay. it's at like $400 million for the year, for the fiscal so this, year. So
1: this particular law firm that I have the link to, it says our attorneys have recovered more than $200 million for vaccine injury clients over the past three years. In fact, we obtained the highest single compensation award in the Vaccine Act history from one of our clients. So, um... So, so like, if you go to that link on one side, it has the HPV vaccine, and then it would have the illness or symptoms, and then it would have the case number, and then it would have, I guess you can look deeper into the case, and then it has the amount um, amount compensated. So this one, I think this is probably the highest one that they were talking about. Just for the HPV vaccine, they were awarded awarded $11.5 million. 5, 5 million over a lifetime. Wow. But then you look a, a lot of huh? I just said, wow. Yeah. So then you go down, like um, there's influenza. A lot of them, I see um, influenza, flu vaccine. Influenza, flu vaccine, same thing. One um, for the tetanus vaccine, MMR. I mean, they're all, all, all the vaccines are sprinkled in here. But when I was looking through this, I noticed that the most cases awarded for people that usually um, got the, um, the, the flu vaccine. And just and you know this is just one particular law car, law firm. I'm sure there are other ones that have. You uh, know I haven't come across, but I, I like this one because they list their cases and, and their warnings and you can kind of see. But you know, there's um, uh, Guillain-Barre, which basically wears down your muscles. You can become paralyzed. You you can basically, um, you know, it starts from your feet and works works its way up, weakening the muscles to the point where you can't even breathe on your own. I mean, it's awful paralysis, like neurological injuries, death. Um, You know, would you, would you rather have measles or would you rather have uh, (laughs) any of those things that I mentioned, you know, living in a a first world country with proper nutrition and sanitation?
2: Yeah. And and, and, all those fucking payouts come from out of your own pocket. 75 cents that's in canada you, too across yes, the board you know, 75, yeah, 75 cents oh
1: really 75 cents tax yep on each um on each vaccine goes yeah, so the they pot. don't even see
2: that so you mean
1: what do you so what you, are you are
2: you, are you saying because every it's, shot so when your kid gets publicly funded yeah well it's publicly funded for one and then on top of that public funding they're going to add an extra 75 cents for each one so when you go get the mmr that's yeah it's two dollars and 25 cents goes into the fund
1: so that, so so that, that just uh, in uh, case money. yeah
2: so that when you get sued so that, later yeah,
1: that, money, that 75 money goes into the, the pot to pay off the people that that are vaccine injured that's how they collect the money so the pharmaceutical companies do not have one shred of liability whatsoever
2: so it's like you know vaccines might be working and i i would argue that they're not but anyway for people that are that think they are it's it's You can't argue against the fact that they're basically writing off a percentage of the population. They're saying that it's one in a million or whatever, and I'm saying it's one in like a hundred or whatever, maybe more than that (laughs) if you take on later life things and and we don't know, but um, it's fucked.
1: Well, you know the thing is, it'd be different if you had an infant mortality rate that was
2: good, but when it'd be different if you had like the best infant mortality rate in the world. But when you're sitting at like thirty something, In the first, yeah, you know you got to take a look at it.
3: Well, that's that's getting into like how many vaccines kids get or babies get right when they're born, right? When you told me that stuff, that that really blows me away. That I, after hours, after after hours, uh, just hours after birth, they're getting injected already, right? Karen? yeah, yeah, you
1: know, oh,
3: yeah.
2: First yeah, twelve hours of life, be, which
1: is like. Unless they're a prostitute or a drug, you know, addict, they don't really they don't need that. Same thing, they don't need vitamin K either. Those are the two I think the first ones they get when they're, when they're babies. Um, which means me. So you were talking about say, oh yeah, it's one of a million. Blah, blah blah. You know, it's not that. Well, first of all, if it happens to you or it happens to your child and somebody that you loved, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Like you know, it, it it doesn't matter if it's one in a million. You know, you can you can be happy maybe thinking about those odds, but if those odds fall on you, then you know it, that means nothing. But there's also a uh, it's uh, um, a place called the There's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, and you can call and um, and report your reactions if you have reactions. The problem is nobody knows about theirs really. It's not broadcast. A lot of doctors don't even know about theirs. You can read about it. I think I saw it maybe after people were questioning. They put it on the CBC website so far and, that, um, and somewhere. And then VAERS, um was, I've seen it in, like, the vaccine inserts in very small print hmm. saying that you can. There's a website and there's, like, a 1-800 number. But most people don't even know what that is, you know? So they're saying that this is one in a million, but if you don't know what theirs is, you don't even know what a vaccine reaction is, in the sense that you don't know, like um, you know, a lot of parents' um, babies die of SIDS, but that's been linked to vaccines, you know. Um, but but if you're taught that vaccines save lives, if you taught that this couldn't, your baby just died in a vaccine or any, you know, it couldn't be possible then you're not going to go looking there. You're not going to, like, your mind's not going to be like, oh, that vaccine. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to, uh, if, if, if we're done on the uh, the first part of the acronym, the liability. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's the liability. Which is okay, yeah, not. So, yeah, so second one, Yeah, there's no liability. Um, ingredients. So check the list of vaccine ingredients, right? Um, this is the, the second thing I think after I found out. What do you think is
3: in a vaccine? I'm just curious to know what you think. I figure you it's like ahead. a, yeah. I figure it's like a, like a, almost the same as the way homeopathy is supposed to work. Like you're supposed to put a little bit of the disease or the virus into you so that you build up your immune system. That's what's in a vaccine, right? Damn. A
1: virus and what else? Any, any, you want to add to that?
3: And, and a carrier, like, uh, like, uh, water, aborted baby's lung tissue.
2: Or maybe maybe they should have it ready so they could take your own blood, add the stuff to it, pump it back in. Okay. Mm -hmm. That would be like the natural way to do it?
1: It's funny because I think I I thought that, and I think most people think that. I thought it was just like a virus and saline solution.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: So so first of all, for live viruses like measles, um, varicella, chickenpox, MMR. I mean, I'm saying MMR is not, I'm sorry, what's the other one? I'll just say those two right now me my. so um, if they're live viral vaccines, there are other ones I just can't think of their names right now, but they have to be grown on, grown on the live cell host. So they have they need live tissue to grow and and cultivate these cells. so they basically um, grow them on things like chicken embryos, aborted fetal tissue, um, baby foreskin, um, caterpillar eggs. Uh, monkey kidneys, um, and when they um, the virus is ready to be harvested, they can't separate the viruses from the they can't separate the. um say? The, the the platform DNA the
3: platform DNA the to the yeah
1: yeah so it's so if you're growing in in uh, if you're growing the virus on monkey kidneys. Then you're going to be injecting monkey kidney fragments, or you know, into your your body, monkey kidney DNA, whatever DNA that is, egg DNA. That's why they ask you, you know, if you get a flu shot. I think they grow their viruses on egg embryos. If you're allergic to eggs, you can't get a flu shot, right? They always Jeez. ask you. So, um, you know, um, caterpillar eggs, all these. So, with that said, there's a, a famous cellular molecular biologist who actually. She worked in uh, She worked in stem cells research, and uh, I, I want to say she was famous for discovering heart stem cells. Anyway, she did some investigating, and she found out that um, these these uh, cells or fragments of, of, of DNA can actually inter, enter are integrating into our own DNA with dire results. So it's not like we're turning into like Wolverine or like you know the X Men which, you know, if we were, then I wouldn't be giving this interview, <laughs> you know? So it's not like, you know, it's not, it's, it's to our own detriment. It's it's causing, so it's been linked to, you know, not only autism, but autoimmunity, with fibromyalgia, which is, you know, cancers, fibromyalgia. Um, I have a really good video. I think I posted a couple of weeks ago. If you want to go to my Truth or Talk page with um, the lady in a purple... Purple top. Her name is Janie Roberts, and she was the same reporter that broke the blood diamond story. So she did an investigation into laboratories, and she was saying basically, um, when they harvest and make the bat, harvest the virus and make the batch of the vaccine, bacteria are bigger than viruses, so they can pretty much like strain the bacteria out. But if they're trying to catch a virus, they can't strain the virus. They have to. They can't strain other viruses out of the viruses as well. So not only are you getting um, inject with with other uh, DNA fragments from other animals or insects or humans, but you're also getting. Um, what am I trying to say? You're also getting. Um, they're also finding other viruses in the in the the batches. So oncogenes, oncoviruses, uh, onco, like cancer, cancer-causing viruses. And prions, which is uh, a type of protein, which has been linked to like mad cow disease, hmm. um, chicken leukemia. They found in, um, and I have some links to that. I think in 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 some of the batches of vaccine. So they're injecting this into people. Um, SV40, which um, you can probably find lots of info. Yeah, that's about a that.
2: simian virus one, right? From polio.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they basically found out. Um, you know, yeah, years later that um, there was a guy who's a scientist, Michel Carbone, who was studying lung cancer, tum- lung tumors or something. He was doing basically dissecting tumors, and, you know, you find all kinds of things in tumors anyway. It's found like teeth and hair and, you know, whatever. So he finds uh, immune viruses and he they were able to trace it. I think it was like they took it to 60 labs and they, they confirmed that it was like a full polio vaccine.
3: Wow. Is there, is there so, any... Enough- is there any evidence okay. is there any evidence or any studies that you came across or at all that for for groups of people that work in an environment where they have to get vaccinated like let's say hospitals like nurses and all the support staff and don't they have to all get the flu vaccine all get that is there any increased rates in them getting sick afterwards or down the road um well
1: i've just personally
3: know including myself people that got sick like immediate flu after the flu vaccine sorry
1: i, mean, I sorry, we can't maybe hear that. To... i I'm um, sorry.
3: What? i sorry. We couldn't hear you for a sec there.
1: Well, I'm saying I'm, I've had personal experience where I've gotten the flu right after the flu vaccine, and I've known many people who do. But you mean like getting cancer or something detrimental?
3: Yeah, or or, or people die or, from or the autism or all these other uh, yeah, all these other things.
1: Well, I mean, I, I personally haven't, but like like I was saying earlier, a lot of people wouldn't trace it back to the vaccine
0: yeah, yeah,
1: because they're just like, oh, I got sick and I got cancer and I, oh my God, I get, why did I get cancer? That just happens, you know? So yeah. um, there was, there is a video that I did include it. I mean, I did include, um, there's a lady, she's also good too, if you can follow her work, her name is um, Marcella Piper Terry. And she, um, she's a scientist who talks, who gives lectures about vaccines as well. And she had somebody send her who worked in an insurance com- insurance agency um, mothers who were pregnant and got the flu shot, and their die their baby died a few minutes later. Wow. So she, like, blacked out all the information. So you can see the medical record. She shows some of them. And it says, like, you know, Sarah went in, was 37 weeks pregnant, got her flu shot, baby died. Wow. Like, Jeez. They call it something fetal, fetal dismissal. So she had a bunch of stuff like that. I'm sure you might be able to find something like that. I personally haven't, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there is now and I be mean, more people are looking into it. More people are making the connection, yeah, yeah. but that's the, closest, that's the closest that I can, like I said, the military, there's a lot of military people, military. Oh, military people have a high incidence of like mental, their kids, you know, have a high incidence of mental retardation and, um, and, you know,
3: autism. Oh, there's a good... Well, see, that's what I, Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's a good example
1: yeah. of the military. Yeah, but the thing is, a lot of military people won't speak out, like I said. So yeah. if you're a soldier and you're vaccine injured um, and you can't you can't work properly because you're sick, and the only source of income you have to support your, your sick self and your family is are your benefits. And you know if you come out and you talk about, you know, the military and how they... You know the the vaccines mess you up and you're going to lose your benefits like a lot of people they're scared to to come out so it's it's really yeah it's it's really twisted i hope i'm not trying to freak all your listeners out um (laughs) i uh you know i'm just trying to tell you what i know and then i i gave you a lot of links to look through yeah it's, if most of them should work. Most of them should work, and if some don't, I tried to get multiple links for every subject that I touched on, pretty much.
3: Well, I feel like it's one of those topics. Uh, there's a there lot too. of uh, evidence in plain sight. There's a lot of stuff in plain sight. You just have to look for it. You know, it's one of those things that people are just not yeah. not really realizing how much other the other side has has evidence. So let's get back to the ingredients yeah. part.
1: Okay, so, so, here, so, okay, hey, so yeah, hey, wait, so, quick,
2: just for you, Graham, I, I a, before we get into yeah. that. I've got the uh-huh. uh the on hrsa.gov um their data and statistics for the 2017 year to date this is right from the gov um With, uh, in the national the national vaccine injury compensation program monthly st- statistics report and the influenza vaccine 1.
3: 1. 1.2 million paid out
2: no 1.2 billion that's the number of doses Number of doses distributed in the U.S. from 2006 to 2015 is 1.2 billion. Um, there was a total, a grand total of 200, 2,134 lawsuits, and the two and 288, or or 1,846 were com- compensa- compensable.
1: Huh. Wow! Right, because they're just like, oh, you know, the, the, you know, when people even bring up the notion that people get vaccine injured, the people just believe that that's not possible. And people are making it up. You know? it's,
3: yeah, it's pretty gross that you can't you can't sue them. There's no liability, but there's a fund for you to go to make you go away.
2: That's right. So here it is, from 1988 to yeah, 2017, yeah. mm-hmm. five thousand three hundred fifty three people have been compensated out of ten thousand, and ten thousand have been dismissed.
1: Wow. Yeah, and 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 yeah. So even if you get like a case, you get it's just it's hard to win. It's like winning the lo- lottery, pretty
2: much. Eighteen thousand petitions so damaged, It's
1: not like you're going to have fun with the money that you get. You you're really paying for treatments and just you know treatments, medical medical bills. A lot of that money goes to medical bills, and not to mention the families that are destroyed because not only you know if your your child or yourself is vaccine injured, you know the divorce rate is higher. You know, siblings feel neglected because the sick child gets all of the attention. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of financial problems. It's just something that I wouldn't even wish on the worst troll ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. the guilt that the parents have is like maddening. I've had quite a few parents tell me that they've thought about, like, you know, doing double suicides with their children because they feel so guilty.
3: Wow. So, Jeez. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's get back into um, the ingredients then. So oh yeah, the
1: ingredients. okay. So, um, so yes, yeah, so you were talking about the saline solution, and you, know, you were, I, was, I was saying, oh, what's in a vaccine? So most people think it's just a saline solution and a virus is what, what I thought. But usually they'll have, like, the adjuvants, they'll have a preservative, they'll have um, sometimes when they're making the vaccine, the vaccine, the, whatever, the concoction they'll make, it'll grow um, bacteria, so we'll actually put antibiotics in it. <laughs> we'll put stuff like formaldehyde and um, so aluminum, you heard a lot about aluminum and mercury. Aluminum is adjuvant. It's the thing that you talked about earlier that revs up your immune system. Mer- mercury is a preservative um, and it's under the name Thimerosal. so they don't put mercury. They put Thimerosal. so it's like 80% mercury by, by weight. I don't know if they'll <laughs> be twenty percent It's mercury. But see, that's what I was talking about earlier about knowing the codes and knowing what to look for. They put them under different codes. And so, um, so let me see. Um, yeah. There, so, you think about like formaldehyde, right? The stuff that you know when you're in science class when you frogs in the jar, like that's what's in vaccines. Um, and none of that stuff, um, polysorbate eighty. Like, none of that stuff is, is safe. You know, there's some people that say, oh, well, it's just a little bit. It's just, just none of that stuff is safe to inject into you. You know, and especially, this, this is one thing that kills me, too. So most of the inserts I found, there are a couple of them um, on the MMR insert in the that I, I was able to locate quickly. Um, if you go, if your readers have the, the show notes and they look at the, I put, like, down, scrolling down from the ingredients, there's, it says MMR vaccine merck.com. It's kind of like a long um, a long URL. So you can click on that and go to the top of the, page six. And there's something that says carcinogenesis, mutagenesis, impairment of fertility. MMR2 has not been evaluated for carcinogenic or <laughs> mutagenic potential or potential to impair fertility. Wow. So they're saying, oh, vaccines are safe, vaccines don't cause this oh, don't worry, just trust us, yet their own research shows, their own records show that they they don't test for these things.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's disgusting. So how can you assure me? So it, it's interesting, too, just the semantics that they use. Like, I think I have, I think I put this article on the list, too. Like, they're saying, oh, strange protein found in this vaccine, but it doesn't cause harm to people. Well, how do you know? Because you don't test it. Yeah, so somebody exactly. would, would read that article and they would say oh well they found this strange protein in the measles vaccine but oh it's okay because it says that it. it doesn't cause harm to people you don't know the, you don't know that they don't test it and i think the biggest the biggest mistake is that people assume that there are adequate safety tests being done
0: yeah
1: they're adequate um, you know test and that people are are like doctors know, right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go, that's going to be the next one. So um, let me see. Uh, I'll give, just give me some. So if you look in these vaccine inserts, I'll give you a couple of, um, I'll give you a couple of diseases that you can get that's been reported from these um, vaccines, which they're all like autoimmune diseases, but um, subacute sclerosing panencephalitis. So it's a rare and chronic form of progressive brain inflammation caused by persistent infections with the measles virus. So if you're injecting the measles virus into you and it goes haywire, it goes past your blood-brain barrier, causes brain inflammation, you know, you're going to get autism, you're going to you have a stroke, you can die, whatever, right? Then um, Guillain-Barre syndrome, because I think people look at these diseases, they don't even know what they do. You know, it's not really intimidating until you have an understanding of how these diseases affect your body. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, this is worse than measles. I'd rather just get the measles, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, you know, give me the measles instead of all this other gross stuff. So you have Guillain-Barre syndrome um, is a rapid onset of muscle weakness caused by the immune system, damaging the peripheral nervous system um, and transverse myelitis, a neurological condition in which the spinal cord is inflamed. The inflammation damages nerve fibers and causes them to lose their myelin coating, leading to decreased electrical conductivity in the central nervous system. So your myelin coating, like you know, when you have a wire and it's coated with like rubber or whatever, so they don't touch or you know what I mean, Insulated, like a regular like yeah. electric wire. Yeah, insulate. Yeah. So basically, that rubs. You have something like that similar in your nerves, on your nerves, your spider cord all throughout your nervous system, and that basically rubs off. Of, of you so it leads to all kinds of uh, problems um, and then there's a bunch I mean you, I left a link so people can kind of go through the inserts if they want yeah. and see Like, but death is one of the adverse reactions And so then um, I, I'm not going to go into this too much because I left a lot of information people can look but I left information on aborted fetal cells and animal cell lines and um, baby foreskin used in vaccines. There's a really also good video I have with a guy in Ireland who calls the CDC about the board of feeding tissues and vaccines and asks him about if they've done any safety studies and, or anything. And, you know, they basically said no, and he's like freaking out. So, um, so that's I. E is education. So, you know, ask yourself, what education did you get about vaccines? Did you ever read any studies or, or look at diagrams or did you just hear anecdotal, which, you know, there's nothing bad with anecdotal stories, but did you hear that? You know, did you just hear, did you accept that it was something that you're supposed to do and just did it? I don't think anyone Um, knew
2: anything when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. but you're just like, Oh, we trust the doctor. The doctor says it's okay. They will never lie to us. They will never hurt us. And I, I honestly don't think a lot of doctors intentionally do that. I think they only know what they're taught. Yeah. But you know, if you look back, if you look it back in history with the cigarettes and how doctors were paid off to say that cigarettes don't cause cancer. You know, same thing's pretty much going on with the vaccines. I would say now we know that that's a lie. You know. So uh, in that, with that, um, uh, so that's the education. L-I-E is education. Um, I have some testimonies of doctors talking about what they learned and what they did at London medical school. And I think that's really riveting. Cause I think that was one of the things that I first, when I first started researching, I was like, well, how come the doctors don't know this stuff or they should know why they tell me, you know? So they basically have a lot of stuff on that. And, um, I'm sorry, did you have a question? I'm like rambling. No,
2: no, no, no. It's a, uh... as a comment though, I've got, uh, on the, uh, the, the insert, the product information in for, for the DDP, a dipheria and toxoids and acellular pertussis vaccine absorbed Tripedia DTAP on page 11. Page 11.
1: Um, where?
2: Page 11 on the product information as of 2005. Oh, so, so this has been changed now, but it says on page 11 right in the... Uh, Side effects there. It says adverse effects reported during post approval use of Tripedia vaccine include idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, SIDS, anaphylactic reaction, cellulitis, autism, convulsion, Grand mal convulsion. Oh. I'll stop there. It goes yeah. on and on and on. I'll stop at autism. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. It's like every disease that you've ever heard of, but in the vaccine against it. It's like it's like the measles vaccine. It's like you know, it's, it's like those bad commercials, the pharmaceutical commercials, where you like, you're like, I just have restless leg syndrome, and then they list like all of these like horrible things that you can get besides restless leg syndrome, and you're like, well, God, I'd rather just have restless leg syndrome.
0: You know? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but it's like it's like the vaccine. You're like, oh my God, I just wanted the chickenpox vaccine, but so I don't get the chickenpox. But now I have, you know, all these other horrible. You know, life-changing, devastating diseases. Um, yeah. So, um, so let me see. Let me just go, and then I gotta wrap it up. So, but I mean, like I said, um, let me see. Animal. Oh, life. Okay. So, uh, save lives, right? So yeah. you hear about things like, oh, vaccine save lives, right? I think this is a mantra that we've heard over and over and over again. Vaccine save lives. So. Well, did they really, you know, or were were we just kind of like, you know, manipulated into thinking that? So I have some info that they can look into comparing, um, comparing the, the the graphs that I talked about. Um, there's a couple of doctors that talk about that that are actually their doctors, their medical, their doctors and their historians talking about like smallpox vaccine and polio vaccine and polio. And what really eradicated polio and the whole incident. It's it's long. So, I mean, we'd be here for like, you know, a couple days if I were to go through all of that. Um, also, another thing about saving lives, you hear people say, oh, well, if you don't get vaccinated, then you're putting everyone in danger. Yes, yes. And ooh, that's like a big, big um to understand it's called herd immunity because this is the thing i think that makes it so polarizing that has everybody fighting against each other um and so basically herd immunity was um coined when it was used a reference to natural immunity or um naturally acquired immunity uh, naturally acquired diseases sorry as opposed to vaccine-induced diseases Okay. So, if you, so like back in the day, my mom got the chicken pox and mom's leave. She got all that when she was a kid, but she's been, she's basically protected for life. Her side, her titers. And I was talking about measurement of the titers. Her titers should stay strong. She won't be affected by, um, you know, if she comes in contact with that and she's been naturally, if she's had it naturally before, then she should, she should be fine. Whereas you also hear about people that are, you know, get older that are getting these diseases and having complicated, it's because they've been vaccinated, right? They're not naturally acquiring it. So if you if you get like um, a chickenpox vaccine, you know when you're younger, and then you get older and you come across in contact with somebody with the chickenpox, you can still get the chickenpox, right? Because it, it, your your body is coming in contact with the disease in a different way. Okay. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: Do you have a question?
3: Darren, do you have a question about that? Or do you like how do you unpack that a little bit more? So so herd, herd immunity is more applicable to naturally occurring diseases because you can still get a different variety of it or something like that. So if everybody's if everybody's been, if enough of the population has already had chickenpox, for example, it's going to slow down or it's not going to, I don't. Well,
1: I, it's. But- it's like it's not going to really spread within that community so had like um okay so it was based off of this there was a guy who was an epidemiologist in the night and he studied measles in Baltimore in the 1930s okay. his name was a-, a W Hedridge, and you probably can find some info on him i don't know if it's in this one um anyway um so yeah that was an observation he made um through he studied for like 30 years that basically um that that measles naturally acquiring measles gives you herd immunity. Okay, but they know that the, but not vaccine. Not, there's like vaccine induced herd immunity is not applicable.
3: Okay, so when you, know get, when you get when you get the vaccines the of that, it doesn't it doesn't mean. So if if most of the population has that, that yeah, it doesn't it so doesn't apply.
1: Thing, yeah, so I'm just saying, like you know, like um. So they, that's what they say, oh, you're putting us all in danger if you don't get cause a certain amount. But so the thing is, when they try to apply that to vaccines, the number is low, right? Like low, like they're like, oh, maybe like 65% of people and, and it's okay. So the, the outbreaks keep happening. And I put some stuff in there about shedding too, but because of shedding, because you're technically – it makes so much sense. It's silly. You're injecting a live virus vaccine into somebody. They're going to shed the virus and give it to other people. So because of that, you know, the, because of the shedding, they're saying, oh, outbreaks are happening because not enough people are getting vaccinated. No, outbreaks are happening because you're injecting people with vaccine uh, with, with the disease, and you're it's gaining virulence in your system and you're shedding the vaccine. So, so also because of the whole thing about the the booster shots, where I told you where they measure your titers before your titers go down after, you know, and you have, you have to keep getting booster shots to get your titers up. So, if this was true, then why do we have why do we have to keep getting why do you have to get booster shots? And why? And and technically. If, if this is true, if you're vaccinated and you get a disease, why are you, why are you getting a disease that, that you were supposed to be vaccinated for? How come you're still getting the disease if the vaccines work? Yeah.
2: yeah there's still mumps outbreaks if, why, why all are they the putting,
1: time. Why are they, mumps is a big why one. Are they put, yeah. And why are they putting stuff like, um? why are they putting, um? you know, why do they put in outpatient pa- uh, cancer, outpatient papers that, that immunocompromised people shouldn't be around people who have been recently vaccinated because they know it's going to shed for a certain amount (laughs) of time. Yeah. So it's, it's mind games. It's mind games. And if you know this stuff, I would say I'm fascinated. I found out too, like that this has led to some of my health problems, but because of that, because I understand what caused it, I've been able to heal. So I, I find this fascinating I, and I've also had, you know, I found that my knowledge has has really saved me because a lot of people are very, um, you know, they'll try and ask me questions, they'll try and make me look stupid. And just the more that I knew, the less they could intimidate me, the less they could shut me down. Um, now, I might have some differences with people here and there, but for the most part, people can't really, you know, the more I know, they can't they can't really like phase me. Yeah. And I'm not saying I know everything, but I think that anybody who's on the fence who, who, who's thinking about not vaccinating should really do the research. And I know even if you, and it's, I'm sure it's overwhelming for parents to have to work or their new parents. Like I get it. Um, But I, I don't think that, it's it's not going to hurt you. And the more you know, you know, because they're going to be doctors, that are going to intimidate you. They're going to be nurses and doctors. You might be in a situation where you intimidate. I actually was before I even, when I just started researching vaccines, I didn't know nearly half the stuff that I need now, but I knew something like, was not right? I was living in Taiwan and I I uh, felt, I slipped I and hit my head and cracked my head open. It was the rest of the hospital. And the um, doctor um, wanted to give me a tetanus shot. And I was like, no, I don't know, you know. I wasn't mean about it. I was like, eh, like kind of, you know, schemas. And the guy flipped out on me. I was like, you don't get a technic shot? You know, if you come back to the hospital and you get infected, we're not going to treat you. And it was, it was just a real intimidating situation at the same time, too, because everybody speaks Chinese. I didn't speak Chinese that well. I didn't really understand. So I'm waiting. Like, I hear the doctor yelling, and I'm waiting the translator to get back to me and i was hurt i was injured i didn't have anybody you know so had i known what i know now i would have never gotten that type of shot yeah i think it it complicated some of the health issues and inflammation issues i was already dealing with so it kind of set me back the people that are going to be looking into this also that already have been vaccinated and they have. Um, maybe autoimmune issues that they're looking into healing, I would suggest that they do this too, because if you are intimidated and don't want to approach the vaccine issue, you're going to compound the problem and you're going to set your healing back.
3: Well, how would that, how would it help to know this for somebody that thinks they've been injured by vaccines to to know about all this? I mean, is there, is there, uh, is well, there, is there more of um, a pathway to healing that way? Because you know that it might've been caused by this and you can then, I don't think so. No, you just might get um,
0: paid. Well,
1: well, uh, well I, I feel like um then that's when you kind of get into holistic medicine and homeopathy and stuff like that. But a main thing would be just to stop vaccinating. Because if you know of the vaccination, like, you know, whatever, whatever, you know. And, and then there I think there is a, just backing up for a second, I think there is a genetic component because we all are different genetically. We have yeah. genetic makeups so and we have different wants and needs, but we're all affected in different ways. So maybe... My cousin that got vaccinated, she has a metabolic issue. She's got diabetes, right? Me, I have asthma, right? Like, you know, like metabolic issues, um, trouble, inflammation, maybe in certain um, parts of your endocrine system. Me, um, asthma is inflammation of the uh, bronchial tubes, right? And or uh, histamine reaction, you know, you puff up and you like swelling. So it's all like swelling and inflammation, inflammation somewhere, right? Arthritis, it's linked to arthritis. Um... Uh, you know, swelling in the joints. Um, if you are um, autistic, most people report that they're, they have uh, seizures, or brain swells up, swelling in the brain. So it all kind of goes back from what my personal experience has been and other people I've talked to, to some sort of inflammation. It just depends on where in the body the inflammation is. Yeah. And then you, you address it that way. But if you're getting vaccinated, you're just going to make, create more more problems. It's like trying to it's trying to, you know, uh, shift the thinking that has a hole in it and you're trying to get the water out with buckets, but you haven't filled out the hole, you
3: know? Yeah. So, yeah, Darren, I mean, Darren's going through this. I'm phase. just looking
2: at a chart right now on the trends and prevalence of asthma. And it seems that yeah. it really starts to spike up around 1963 and it really hits its climax around uh, 1995 when the vaccine schedule hits its current gusto. Why has it come down
3: since then? I don't know. Yeah, but because there's an equal correlation, that could be air pollution and all kinds of other yeah, shit as break, well. Break
0: does
1: yeah, so too. and then like I said earlier, I don't think it's just vaccines, but for me, my observation, my feeling, it's like it's a trigger. So if, you're, if your immune system is getting assaulted at a very, starting at a very early age and continuing to be assaulted as you're growing, and then you add to that all of the other stuff, yeah. Like the, you know, the GMOs and stuff, it's just, it's a breakdown of your, of your
3: body. Yeah. I mean, I think we're really yeah. finding out right now how bad it is. The food, the fake food that were sold in the store, the chemicals, <coughs> the yeah. fluoride in the water, the, the, uh, yeah. it's just a glyphosate it's like everywhere. There. It's, it's all over the place. So yeah, the, you know, we're but, all But at
1: the same time at the same time, I look at that stuff and I'm like, wow, our bodies are pretty amazing because technically we should all be dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, well <laughs> it's look, look at
2: smoking huh? cigarettes is a great example of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean like, it's that, you know, and, um, just one, one thing I want to leave you off, I don't think I add this in the note, notes, but one thing I want to say too is, um, our whole way that the Western model of, 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 Western medicine looks at the body is very like they want to find whatever the symptom is and treat that symptom without looking at the whole solution, Yeah, you know? And there are two people, uh, there's one guy, they were both contemporaries. One guy was named um, Pasteur. I think, yeah, he was the father of germ disease, of the the theory of germ disease. And there was Beauchamp, who is, um, who's also a scientist around that era but he, he thought of, of the terrain theory. So basically his theory is, yes, there are diseases around us all the time, but we're not going to get affected as long as our bodies have the proper nutrition, we're yeah. getting the proper rest, yeah. you know, but once all of that is broken down, then you're susceptible to all of these other diseases. Yeah. And isn't it funny that our the Western model is paired on the, pasture theory and that theory leaves us more susceptible it leaves us more dependent, right because we need you know according to that theory when we get sick we need vitamin or we need not vitamin we need like um vaccines and pills and stuff up to make it better whereas if we if we like practice more of the terrain theory model we would be more I mean, we would be more responsible about about the things that we put into our bodies and we would have the illness that we have today and we'd only need western medicine for like Car accidents or gunshots or some stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, broken
3: know? bones and shit. Yeah, yeah. Instead of yeah. all this, instead of all this chronic, uh, chronic pill, chronic, chronic problems and that we have, you know, chronic pill popping for.
0: Chronic pill oh, yeah. popping. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we interviewed uh, Gwen Olson on our show a few years ago. Who was a, um, she's a whistleblower. Uh, she worked for the pharmaceutical industry, and she said that they would have meetings. Where people would go in and they would go in and they would talk about how they want to get everybody on the planet and, uh, dependent on at least two medications.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was at the doctor yesterday and he was shocked that I wasn't on any medications and I was in there to see him. It was unbelievable. Nothing. Good for well, you. But you
1: know sun, what, too? The about, about that, too. Not only is it a slow kill, but like vaccine injuries, is if they're causing all of these autoimmune uh, diseases, then you're going to, need to be dependent on medicine for the rest of your life. Like right now, I have an inhaler. I'm trying to get off of it. I'm making strides. and am getting better, but I'm still dependent on that. Like I can die if I don't if I have if I don't have it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Vaccines have been linked to diabetes, insulin. You know, all these other painkillers, depression, um, and also one thing I, I just came across recently, I found really interesting. Is remember I was telling you about the borted field tissue cells? Well, there is a um, a cell line which a male cell line, M- MRC five. And um, now they're trying to link that with gender identity disorder. If, um, I, haven't, I haven't read enough from that. But if you think about it, what if you're a girl or woman getting injected with male, you know, um, foreskin? Male DNA. Oh, yeah, foreskin or DNA. It's really about the DNA, but male DNA on a cellular molecular level, and you're still developing. How is that going to affect you? And how do you know, how do they know if they don't test for it? Exactly. That goes into the mutagenesis clause, so they're not testing for the mutagenesis. So when people bring that up and people are so quick to like, quote, unquote, debunk it, well, how do you know for sure? Because you, you they're, no, they're not, there's not one study, there's a long-term study, they don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, Yeah, good point.
1: Anyway, you guys got to play some happy music after this. Yeah, kidding.
3: yeah. Well, no, thanks. No, we appreciate coming on. We've been wanting to do this for a, for a long time. So, how can how can people get a hold of you? And uh, I mean, all these stuff, all these things are going to be in the show notes. But uh, is there a, is there a specific site or how how can people get a hold of you? Um,
1: I'm pretty active on uh, the truth or Talk website on Facebook, so you can message me there. Okay. Um, truth or, uh T R U T H E R T A L K or Talk. Okay. And, um, and yeah, I mean, message me there. I'm revamping the website. We're actually going to re-release our episodes pretty soon. Um, we, when we did the show, we were very um, – we didn't really have any knowledge of, like, sound editing and stuff. So we just jumped on Skype and yeah. just did it. So we, we have a lot of good information, though. We're going to clean all that up and re-release that to people soon. So. Right on. Check it out. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah thank you so much.
2: Right on! Thanks for coming on the show, V, and we will have you again, uh, have you again down the road. Yeah, especially when you get more. I'll come yeah, on you your should, show.
1: You yeah, you should get my, uh, you should get my my co-host. She's smarter than me.
3: <laughs> well,
4: maybe we'll have you, we'll
3: have you both on, and we'll do like, a, like a swap co-host. cast kind of thing or something. Oh,
1: that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. okay. Right on. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. That's
4: um,
1: you get, can You you give me a link when it's up.
4: Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Thank you so much. I hope that helped. I, I felt like I rambled a lot. No, it's no, like, it's all good. I a nerd out on vaccines. You didn't even know. No, that's but, awesome. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Look at all that stuff. See, you have a lot of stuff to look at. So yeah, I'm
2: gonna add my I'm going add my links in there too. So there'll be a ton of stuff in the show notes for this one.
1: Perfect. Okay. Cool. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. I'll, I'll
2: see you on Facebook. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was a chat with Lee Henry. What do you think, buddy? V, Henry. V. P, Henry. V. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Again. was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I think I'm ready to go. I actually had the, uh, yeah, I think uh, I knew most of that. I haven't really gone into the military aspect of things yet. I well, that's what I know.
3: was wondering, because my girlfriend used to work in the hospital, right? And she's got all these uh, chronic issues and stuff, right? So, yeah. I was thinking maybe there's a correlation there between, because I think they have to vaccinate people in there, right? Like, when I was in there yesterday, there's all kinds of, you know, vaccine propaganda. Oh,
2: there. yeah, I bet. <laughs> It's just creepy in the hospital. I bet. Yeah, I bet.
3: So, I don't know. That's a tough one. I just, like she said, I wish there was studies. I wish there was, um, you know, it was more open. Just seems like it's all under under the fucking radar, you know?
2: yeah. That's just the thing. So,
3: that's yeah, I'm it. looking forward to getting into it a little bit with you too. Maybe I can push back and be the debater. A great debater. Yeah.
2: You're, the, you're some sort of a bater. Um, so, that's it. A think you bater. Yeah. Big thanks to Lee for coming, or V for coming on the show. You got me all fucked up because hey, you put there. it in the calendar first. <laughs> big thanks to V for coming on the show. Uh, of course, guys, make sure you check out, talk to your doctor, check out, do your own research because nobody else is really doing it. Exactly. Uh, make sure you have informed consent. It's important. And um, there's a bunch of stuff in the show notes that can get you started. That's for sure. Uh, check out grammericaca slash support, guys, so you can check out all the ways you can keep us going and keep us helping the good fight so we can combat that Soros 18 billion. Um, <laughs> yeah. So check out grammericaca slash support, guys, if you can't afford to support us monetarily, you can share the show, review the show.
3: We haven't even talked about that, the show. right? Soros is $18,000 million we'll into save. fucking propaganda
2: organizations. We'll save that for next week. All right. Uh, I think that's about it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Ciao. C-H-O-W. Shut the fuck up. We got to get out of here quick because we're already eight minutes late for our next interview. See you next week.
0: To the wolves, playing a game, ganging up on me, my game's no rules. But you can't face me, cause I'm crazy, grooving to the tambourine, riding in my Lamborghini, eating on some tangerine. Maybe some hobos I'm on the train tracks Walking that same path Grooving to the tambourine Riding in my limousine Eating on some jelly beans